When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 12, Chapter Titled. Raging Cory. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Class, you guys are the only reason that, that we exist as teachers. I mean, we were doing this before they listened. That's true. Like, we did it for like... A month or something where <laughs> hardly anybody listened, right? I mean, pretty much nobody listened, yes. Um, but I went back and listened to episode two the other day um, just because someone had commented on it. And I was like, what? Episode two? What was episode two even like? And I listened to it and I was like, this was not good. We forgot who Alan and Amy's names were. <laughs> we were like, what's the dad's name? <laughs> It was all an act. We were supposed to be acting like we had never seen it before. I don't know how anybody listened to episode three of our podcast. I mean, the first, the whole first season was rocky. Yeah. I mean, and not that it's not rocky now. It's just I think people have gotten to know us. And so they're like used to the rockiness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. The theme song was so bad, too. Yeah, it was really bad. Wow, you didn't say it at the time. I did. I said, I don't like it, but I, we can use it for now. And I was <laughs> the relief that floated over me when you created our, our actual theme song was mm-hmm. like so immense. Like, Should I go back and put it on those old episodes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then when we get to the new theme song, we can't be like, we got the new theme song. Right. Write That's a, how write we talked a in season new one. old theme song. Oh. Nah. I just hit the this is too much work part in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it went from I think I'm going to do this, I think I'm going to do this, to that's too many steps. I'm done. I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Anyway. Tanya? Yep. How have you been? I don't know how to answer that question because I feel like I've been fine, but I also feel like I've not been fine. Like, I don't know. I'm in a weird place. I don't know if anybody can relate to that where you're like, nothing is exactly wrong, but something feels wrong. I hope by the end of this, everyone has diagnosed our mental health <laughs> because <laughs> because it's just back and forth. And I wonder how that comes across. Um, I think a lot of people at this point are feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this weird, like, back and forth in my brain of, like, things are better in the world. Not, they're not good, but they're, they're getting a little bit better. Um, which for some reason, all of the stuff that has been going on for years is just, like, it messes with my brain and my emotions a lot. I feel very bogged down by it. But then, like, my personal life is good. Like, it's good. It's We were arguing right before we recorded. (laughs) We were joke arguing. (laughs) 
Alden was being very, very jokingly aggressive, like with his like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And she doesn't like it when I'm an asshole. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Things at home are good. Things at work have been fine, but I still feel a little off. I don't know. Yeah. How have you been? I've been okay. I got a new tablet, so that's not how I've been, but... It, I got it because I've been wanting to get back into comic books for so long. And it's just not easy to read them at all in any other capacity at this point. Like, it's 2021, and we don't read books unless they're on our Kindles. Right, and it's like, if comic books take up a lot of yeah. space because you have to get each issue. And, mm-hmm. like, where do we even put that? We have right. nowhere to put it. Right. And, I mean, that definitely plays into it. Like, if we had a big house, I think, where mm-hmm. we had an extra room for my office and all my stuff. Right. Then it'd be cool. Like, this is my comic book corner. But right. we don't. We have basically a three-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And, um, but we have a, a bunch of land. But we can't store comic books outside. Right. Um, so, because of that just digital has kind of been the way to go. And I've been trying to read it on my phone for too long. And it just, it's not fun. So I ended up getting a big tablet, and I'm finally starting to read comic books again. And it's really, really fun to be able to experience that again. And then he's also, like, surprise, playing video games on a tablet. I'm not allowed to talk about that. I didn't say you're not allowed to talk about video games. I just said you turn every episode into a video game podcast. I started playing 1997's hit game... Final Fantasy Tactics, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so into it and so excited. I'm officially, like, I have literally started that game so many times because it's the kind of game that I always thought, I should like this. Why Why can't I get into it? But it's like Fire Emblem, and I got into Fire Emblem, and now, adjacent, I've gotten more familiar with Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm playing that on my tablet. Mm-hmm. And that sums up our lives right now. That's how we've been. Weather's gross. Keeps icing and snowing. Yeah. It's been a lot of winter this year. It's a very wintry winter. It's true. I haven't been used to it. Like, I've been used to very mild winters where we get just like a dusting of snow here and there. But this has been a lot. Like, every week I look at the forecast and I'm like, that's a lot of snowflakes in those pictures. But you know what this is good for? Your gardens. Wow. They need they need a good winter. If they were ready, yeah. It needs to kill the bugs and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, You've been doing some research? No, this is stuff I knew for a long time. Um, so it's uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Uh, that happy- feels so weird to say. You guys are our Valentines, obviously. So, thank you for being our Valentine. Yeah. You can expect your card with a a lollipop attached to it in the mail. Don't expect that. We didn't get any of your addresses. Well, we don't know where you live. We did not send you stuff. Well, we know where you live. Huh? I just that sounded very creepy. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I felt about what you just said. Do um, you know where they live? They might. Abs- who, somebody who's listening. I know where you live. You're gonna freak. Is people it out. you? 
I mean, it's me. You do know. know where I live. I do know where you live. Did um, you send me a card with a lollipop on it? No, I got you a trellis that you don't like. <laughs> I do too. What is wrong with you? Anyway, um, you know what else we did? Sniffy? What did we do? We watched Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 12, Chapter Titled. Raging Cory. Raging Cory. <sighs> I feel like maybe just like the premise of this episode maybe set us into like a little bit of an antagonistic streak. No, maybe. Because we were fine. We weren't antagonizing each other. We weren't aggressively funny with each other. We Mm -hmm. were like fine. And then we watched this episode and then all of a sudden I was like, you're being mean to me. And he was like, well, you're being mean to me. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I was like, I'm exhausted. And she was like, you didn't even do anything. So (laughs) I've done way more and not not been exhausted. So So, yeah, I think this like episode set a mood that wasn't a great mood. It's true. How did you guys feel about this episode? Like, did it did it make you kind of antagonistic? Are you coming into this what episode? If, what if every one of our listeners just like set up mosh pits in their house? And they're just like raging like Corey. Corey set up this- a mosh pit? I mean, that's what it sounds like. Well, then blurb me up. Corey sets up a mosh pit. <laughs> just kidding. Corey and Eric take issue with their father for not favoring them equally. Do you know their dad's name? I don't know their dad's name. <laughs> This episode was directed by David Kendall two weeks in a row. Um, It was written by Barbie Feldman. Barbie Feldman? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not who we expected, for Mm -mm. sure. Not at all. Um, We predicted a butt butt gang gang, episode. It's not. It's Barbie Feldman, and I think this is the first episode she's directed. I don't remember that name at all, but... You mean written? um, Written, yeah. But she writes more episodes. Okay. So I, I... it's hard to figure all that stuff out, but she's. Is she a prominent script writer? She writes like six episodes overall. Okay. Anyway, but yes, yeah, she is now like she's written and produced a whole bunch of stuff since, but we don't know about that. It's the future. Classroom and Tanya. Not. Where do we start? We start in the driveway. What driveway? Of the Matthews residence. Oh. Uh, where. Eric and Alan are playing a really crazy game of basketball. Mm-hmm. They're just shooting hoops. Okay, that's another. Yep, that's a basketball term. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> you go ahead again. Nothing but net. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Got that. Uh, uh, that's all I got. Okay. Did you never just play basketball with your dad outside? No. Have you ever played basketball with anybody? Yeah. Who'd you play with? My cousins, we had a basketball hoop at our house. How were you? Not bad, but I mean, I was also like 10 or 12, and it was like four of us playing, so it wasn't like we were on a full court or anything. Did you guys take it seriously? Like, did oh, it get? No. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Okay. So, watching. We didn't take anything seriously except for playing missionary, where we rode our bikes around my yard and we pulled up wild onions and put them in bags, and then we like threw them out along the grass pretending we were feeding children and then my dad would get really mad because those onions would then root and then create more onions all over the yard we were gems of children sorry i asked the question but it is really nice being married to ezra from the bible (laughs) um anyway uh 
Uh, so you never had a moment where like, so was it just foreign to you watching Eric and Alan just like really get aggressive with each other? No. Okay. I had friends and like, so I my, don't believe that. the church that I went to okay. had, makes sense. had a big area of the parking lot that was like reserved for basketball. Mm-hmm. Like they had, it was basically a court sized area with a basketball hoop on each side mm-hmm. and our friends played all the time and we would just like sit outside and watch them play so like i mean sports are not foreign to me just because i don't play them right no but okay Makes and sense. i basketball is the one sport i enjoy watching so right and they get aggressive yeah but watching a dad and son get aggressive i mean my dad and i would get aggressive oh i can imagine you guys like just like pushing and hitting each other all the time we didn't hit each other and were you even playing? Um, yeah, we were. But my dad is like 6'3", and I never got above 5'9", and that took a while. Well, so. Both of you guys are so competitive, and you're so used to winning at stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, both of you. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to watch you guys play, like, any kind of game together, because the the tension of, like, who is going to win this game, because you always win here, and he always wins over at his house, mm-hmm. like... No one ever knows who's going to win. And it's usually him. I don't think any of our listeners understand the context. Like, we play board games and stuff, uh, and I beat everybody usually here. Yeah. And I'm not proud of it. Like, I want I want them to beat me. That makes them more mad, by the way. Don't ever say, please beat me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes your kids and your wife mad. Um, but I do, I do want them to beat me. Like, it's fun to lose sometimes. When he says that, it's, like, taunting. I know, and it's, like... I don't know. It's almost derogatory, but I really do like the competition. It sounds very smug, like, <laughs> I wish you could beat me. Do you remember Boy Meets World? Oh, yeah. Let's get back to that, because it is 930. Um, do you remember Dubstep? Yeah. Are you going to do the voice? Remember Dubstep? No. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Dubstep? Uh, I remember. Um, right. Anyway. So... We start out in the driveway. <laughs> Alan and Eric, they're playing basketball, and they're having a great time. It's for the Matthews Family Championship. Uh, Eric sinks the final shot and wins the game. He's excited. Corey comes out. Corey's also, like, he's jealous of their of their game and well, wants and he, to play. Yeah, he, like, tries to step in. They're like, no, this is for the championship. And he's like, I'm a Matthews. And they're like, oh, no, we're at the end. And then, like, Eric wins. And Corey grabs the ball. And he's like, all right, Dad, like, and now and, we can play. And Alan's like, I'm gassed. I can't. I don't have any anything left in the tank. And he says that he played two hours of racquetball with Eric that morning. So, like, he spent two hours playing racquetball with Eric in the morning. And then he, like, came home and played basketball with him. And Corey's just like, I want to play basketball, too, though. Like, we know Corey likes playing basketball. Mm -hmm. That's not a weird thing. Like, he always played with his friends. We've seen him play with his brother. Yeah. But he isn't playing with his dad. Um, So Corey's really jealous, wants to play with Alan. Alan basically says, no, I can't. Corey gets mad about it. And he's like, oh, well, you played with Eric. And Alan is like, excuse me, son. Um, and Corey's just like, I really just want to play. And Alan's like, come on, just give me the ball. So they fight over the ball for a second. Um, they're both grabbing at it. Alan's holding on to it. Finally, Corey lets go. Sort of. And he like sort of pushes forward. 
Uh-huh. It's hard to really um, uh, articulate how this happens. I don't think he pushed forward, but Alan does fly backwards. He flies so dramatically backwards that he falls on his back. And Corey's just like, <gasps> I pushed my dad. And Amy comes <laughs> running and, and she's just like, what happened? And Alan's just like, ask your son. And then she looks at Eric and Eric is like, D- it wasn't me this time. And they they look at Corey incredulously. I thought that was the end when they said that to, that, they looked at Corey. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh I was writing. Oh my God. There was so much writing in this episode. I mean, you guys, episode two, we forgot Amy and Alan's name. <laughs> So if you've gotten to episode 96 like this, it's not on us, right? 96 episodes. I think this is 96. Also, by the way, it's two years now, so yeah. happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Some shows make a big deal about that. We just forget about it. I, I didn't forget about it. I've been talking about it for two weeks. You haven't talked about it on the podcast, though, have you? I was going to talk about it at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Stay tuned, guys, after we get through basketball talk. Okay. So anyway, Alan falls down. Everybody's upset with Corey. Everybody's upset with Corey, and we go to the apartment. We go to the apartment. Jack. Sean well, is laying on the couch reading. And you hear Jack scream from. We hear like a, a swoosh of water. Yes. And then we hear Jack scream. Uh-huh. And Sean's like, oh, uh, the superintendent called and said, and Jack is like, don't pop the bubble on my ceiling. And Sean was like, oh, yeah, you got the message? And Jack comes out, and he's, like, covered in water. He's like, I did now. My room is flooded. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, yeah, so apparently the bathtub above us, they overflowed it, and you weren't supposed to pop that bubble. And Jack says, um, well, I don't know where I'm going to sleep then. And Sean says, you can sleep in my room. It's no big deal. So we cut over to the to Sean's room. Mm-hmm. And it is gross. It's very gross. And Jack is not a gross person. Mm-hmm. He's like a very clean person. You can tell that's part, part of his personality. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, well, this is this is where he says. So when when everybody in the apartment puts stuff in the garbage chute, this is where it all ends up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this is so messy. A pig wouldn't even want to live in here. And then what do we see? Sean opens the curtain. He's like, oh, yeah. And then it's a pig, a giant pig, a black pig, mm-hmm. which is important because of the name. But we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so Sean has a pig again mm-hmm. and we didn't even know it until his room. Like we, we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. How do we not know that? Everybody knows we have a pig. He just doesn't talk about it. He keeps it in his closet with a curtain. Oh, and in the, an apartment. And, and the pig doesn't open the curtain. We keep our pig in a wooden and, and metal cage and he breaks out. It's not a cage. He it breaks is out his yard. Seven it is a times pen. a day. This pig is behind a curtain, and it's like, no, nah, I would... In an apartment. He's like, I would never open this curtain. Far be it from me to try to press on this curtain and walk out of it. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me that um, his closet didn't, like, explode under the weight of the amount of poop that would be in that closet. 
and it would just like fall into the apartment below them. Anyway, Jack is like, I got to sleep on the couch. I can't sleep in here. And then Corey runs into the room and he's like, Sean, I got to sleep on your couch. I had a fight with my dad. And Jack goes, yeah, everybody fights with their dad. And Corey goes, I pushed him down. Well, he says like uh, he fell on the ground or something like I think that. He says, he says, I pushed him down. And Jack goes, oh, that's not as common. Um, and, but then how come Sean kept talking about how he hit his dad? That that happens later. Um, Sean just, that's just how it evolved. It evolved from Alan falling to the ground dramatically to Corey pushed him down physically. Which he didn't. Which he didn't. And then, uh, Corey punched him. Like, so it basically, Jack leaves, Corey and Sean start talking about it. And Sean's just like, you have a great relationship with your dad. But he also says, like, so, like, you beat him up. Do you take his woman now? And, like, now it's... Right. Now it's your house. <laughs> He's like, does he have to, like, hang his head in shame and leave? Mm-hmm. And uh, Corey's like, you don't understand. Like, all I want is a relationship with him the way that Eric has a relationship with him. And he doesn't even want to do anything with me. And Sean's like, you have a great relationship with your dad. And um, Corey's like, I just, like, I have no, like... We don't make memories together the way that Eric and my dad do. And Sean's like, you have plenty of memories with him. And Corey says, oh, yeah? Like what? And Sean is like, like that time you beat up your dad. <laughs> You'll be talking about that one for years. That was funny. Um, so we go to the the kitchen in the Matthews house. It's nighttime. Um, what time is it? It's, well, I'll tell you in a second once we get to that part of the scene. I really want to know what time it was because I can't remember. I do remember. I wrote okay, it down good. too. Good, good, good. Um, I also, I, I apologize if we're talking so fast. There's just so much that happens in this episode. And it's very late at night right now. I'm not, you guys don't, we, it's not your fault that it's late at night. No, it's our listeners. fault. Listeners. So I'm not rushing because it's late at night. I'm also talking fast because I drank a venti frappuccino and I am not used to Starbucks coffee and I feel very wound up. I drank two sangria bold rocks. Because he is insane. Because <laughs> I'm so tired because I chopped up a tree today. And Do you know what happens when you drink alcohol? I thought you get more tired. I thought I would drink those and then I would loosen up a little bit. I'm really tired. He's 37 years old and he doesn't know how alcohol works. 37? Yes. Um. Anyway. Goodness. Can we just talk about Boy Meets World? Maybe. So... Alan is making like a sandwich or something and there's a like a loud bang at the door and he like throws the food in the air and then he turns around and it's Mr. Feeney and he's like, George, what is going on? Is everything okay? And <laughs> Mr. Feeney says, no, <laughs> hold on. This might be my favorite episode in the series. I mean, my favorite scene in the series so far. Mr. Feeney says, no, everything's not okay. I know what happened with Corey. And Alan says... Yeah, he pushed me down, and uh, Mr. Feeney says, I know, he pushed you down, uh, and and here I sit. I sit in, I sit in my house, and no, no Corey coming to talk to me, and no Alan coming to talk to me. What is going on? What, what are you guys waiting for? It, what? I got thrown off because you didn't say it word for word. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say things word for word. You usually do. Um... Basically, he's just like you, Corey, no one came over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, now let me in so we can talk about this so that I can go to bed. What time was it? It was 2 a.m. Okay. Um, and 
uh, Alan's like, fine, do you want to come in? Have yourself a snack. And Mr. Feeney just starts, like, making, making himself a, a sandwich. sandwich. And uh, Alan goes, uh, you know, I just, you talk to the boys. You talk to Corey and, and Eric. You don't talk to me. I'm a grown adult. I don't need your help. And first off, wrong, Alan. You're very not aware of yourself, but that becomes apparent overall. But also, wrong, Alan. You've gotten plenty of advice right. from George next door That's a million times. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Feeney's like, oh, fine, I'll leave. Um, you, you must have this all under control and starts walking out and Alan goes, he pushed me down, George. (laughs) And he starts to talk about the fact that like, it doesn't bother him as much that Corey pushed him. It bothers him that he isn't talking to him and that he didn't explain to him what was wrong because the basis of their relationship is the conversations that they have with each other. Like, they have deep conversations with each other. Um, And uh, Mr. Feeney says, like, maybe that's the problem. Like, that's not all he wants from you. Mm -hmm. And Alan's just like, well, you're always teaching, aren't you, George? Mm -hmm. And and George, Mr. Feeney, I can't call him George. We're not on that kind of basis. Every time I say George, I think about the guinea pig. (laughs) Aubrey's guinea pig is named George. I didn't even think about that. Um, And Mr. Feeney says, um, yeah, but next time don't come. Don't wait until 2 a.m. to get my attention. I need to sleep. (laughs) And then we go to Sean's room where the the crowd goes, woo. Because... Jack and Sean are in the bed together. Two brothers are sleeping in the bed together or laying in the bed together. And all the girls in the audience are like, Ooh. I guess every like 13 year old girl just wanted hot brothers to lay Ugh. in bed together. I don't understand. Boy meets world, I would never have been like, woo about that. Boy meets world before it's time though, because the brothers. Yeah. That's all that's on the internet these days. Ew. I know. anyway um what were we talking about the crowd goes wild and they're in bed together and jack is upset the light is on yeah jack's upset because the light's on and and he goes to turn it off sean is trying to sleep uh uh jack goes to turn the light off and sean gets up and he's like what are you doing like i need the light on and jack is upset about it he's like who sleeps with the light on and sean's like me because back when we lived in the trailer park it was right by the freeway and like trucks would go by over and over again it like lit up the room like i can't sleep without light well i think he was like i think he was saying like because the light if the light was off the trucks would constantly like flash so with the light on, oh. the f- trucks didn't flash, like because the light was already on, so it didn't matter. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that. I got. I thought it was just like it lit up the room. Anyway. Anyway, um, they're talking about how, uh, like, oh no. So Jack says, "Whatever. Good night. I'm turning off the light." So this is a children's story. Good night, light. Good night, Sean. Good night, pig. And Sean is like, the pig has a name. It's Little Cory. Like, he just names all his pigs Little Cory? Or are we supposed to think this is actual Little Cory? Because it's not. It's definitely not Little Cory. This is a completely different type of pig. Yeah. This is like a hog Mm -hmm. from a farm. Mm -hmm. It has the turned up nose and everything. And it's black and Little Cory was pink. Yeah. But whatever, Barbie Feldman... What if she was just like, 
she's new, right? Mm -hmm. And she showed up in the writer's room and she was just like, and you guys can bring the pig in. And they're like, we don't, we don't just keep the pig around. And she was like, well, you don't have little Corey just sitting in the wings waiting? That was the last episode she ever saw. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so... Sean is like, fine, the light is off. I have to listen to my sounds. And he puts a tape in and the tape is crickets. And Jack's just like, what on earth? Why does it sound like there's crickets in here? And he's like, it's the sounds of the trailer park. And then you start hearing like trucks flying by and people screaming at each other. And, and the like... police showing up and arresting somebody. Um, So then they start fighting, fighting about it. And Sean is like, what? Like, you never had to deal with anything like this? And Jack says, no, because I had a real house, like a real person. It was so fucked up. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. Um, but they keep fighting, and we go to Corey is asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. which is why Jack was in Sean's room. Mm-hmm. And Topanga is waking up Corey. Yeah. She's waking up Corey. Uh, Corey doesn't want to get up. He talks to her about how... If this was the Bible, he would be a father smiter, and he would be Corey, son of Alan the Bruised. And um, Topanga keeps saying, like, you need to talk to your father. And he's like, be quiet, Topanga, daughter of Miriam. And he says... Miriam is not her mother's name, is it? Is it? I don't think so. Maybe it is. Yeah, I don't think it was. It might be now. Hmm. We're in the the, the Boy Meets World multiverse. We're going to get a Anything. comment tomorrow probably where it's like oh love this episode i am so happy that we hear topanga's mom miriam's name what great continuity from the first season and then it's gonna be like oh i guess it is her name then miriam maybe but last week i thought there was continuity and then everybody was like "Mm, nope actually no continuity at all that's the joy of this podcast we're actually really bad at it we're so dumb (laughs) so um Corey says, I'm never going to speak to him again. And then the door opens. And he gets kidnapped. Alan grabs him by the chest and pulls him and goes, we need to talk. And And Eric is there too. Or no, come with me. And Corey says, can we talk about this? After just saying we're never going to talk. Get it? Yep. And then we're in an airplane. Are we? Yeah, you're right. We're in an airplane, and they're all decked out. They're going to go skydiving. Alan's by the door, the open door of the airplane, and then it's Corey, and then it's Eric all in a row. And the, um, I guess the instructor is giving instructions about, like, what to do if their parachute doesn't, like, come out, that there's, like, an emergency parachute and which cord to pull for that one. Uh, if this was their first jump, they wouldn't be doing it solo, right? Like, Got them. Um... They would have like the they would be like strapped to the instructor. It's their first. Jump. Well, this episode aired January 9th, nineteen ninety eight. I meant to say that at the top, and now I just threw it in the middle like it was a fact that mattered. I was about to say, but does that matter to the fact that like it they does don't have an instructor with because them? Because I don't think I don't know when that happened, but there was a time where your first jump could be alone. Oh. So I don't know how it all works. I've had a few friends that have gone and done it, but. I mean, they've all been attached to an instructor the first time. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, nowadays, I'm pretty sure nobody will insure a place that doesn't do tandem skydiving. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, What matters is Corey is like, this isn't fair. (laughs) 
when you fell, you didn't fall 10,000 feet out of an airplane. Um, and he's really nervous. And Alan's like, hey, you don't have to do this. And Eric is like, no, seriously, you don't have to do this. Like, this is a choice. Like, you can, you don't have to do this. He's like, no, like, I want to do fun things with my dad the way that you guys do. Like, you spend all of your time hanging out with Eric and you don't hang out with me. Like, it's not like a buddy thing. And Alan's just like, we need, like, we need to talk this through. Like, that's our relationship. I don't want to lose that part well, of our relationship. And he says, he tells Corey, like, you're right. I need to spend more time doing stuff like this with you. But I don't want to lose the important part of our relationship, which is us talking. Um, which gets Eric thinking. You start seeing the wheels in his head turning. Um and all of this is done yelling, by the way, because it's very loud. There's a door open on an airplane in the sky. So it's very loud. Um, and and through it all, like, they do try to convince Corey, like, you don't have to jump. We can figure out other ways for us to be close and whatever. And he is just like, no, I'm doing this. And jumps out. And jumps out. And, and Alan starts yelling at Eric and is like, I can't believe you did that. Go save him. Go save your brother. And, and neither of them jump. And Eric starts arguing with Alan about how he wishes that they could talk more and he just wants to have conversations with him. Why don't why doesn't Alan talk to him the way that he talks to Corey? And Alan goes, Okay, and jumps out. <laughs> Um, so they've all jumped at this because point. Eric tells him something like, "I want to, I want to, I want you to hear my worldviews and my views on politics and, and my innermost feelings." And Alan's like, "Nope, don't want that," and jumps out of the airplane. So we go back to the backyard at the house, um, and now Corey and Alan are playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric runs up to Alan and is just like, "What are you doing? You jumped out of that airplane to get away from me," which. Does that mean Alan and Corey left without Eric? I think so. So Alan and Corey just like skipped. Well, he says, like, Eric is like, the moment our feet hit the ground, you started running. And Mm -hmm. Alan's just like, it was momentum. But like, Mm -hmm. he's running from his kid because he doesn't want to hear what his thoughts are. Mm -hmm. Um, So they start to argue... And Eric takes the ball. Well, they start grabbing at the ball together, and we know what's going to happen. Same thing that happened with Corey. Eric is like, fine, take the ball, and Alan falls down. And then Amy and Morgan come up, and they're like, Alan, again? And uh, they look at Corey, and Corey goes, not me this time, and points at Eric. And Morgan starts to go, and she's like, Dad, are you okay? And Alan's like, don't touch me. Step back. Like yeah, he's, he's afraid of his he's kids. Afraid of her. He's afraid of falling on the ground by himself with like for no reason. So we go back to the apartment to Sean's room. Uh, Jack and Sean are not sleeping. They're arguing. Yeah, they're fighting pretty hard. They're back to back, like not asleep at all. Um, Jack starts talking about how like I can't sleep. You snore and you talk in your sleep. And, and Sean's like. You can't do both at the same time. That's not even possible. And Jack's like, oh, yeah. And he hits play on a tape player. And it starts playing (laughs) snoring sounds. And then Sean's just like, I'm going to the market. And then it snores. And he's like, I need to get eggs. And like, it snores. He's like, if you rub two eggs together, it'll spark a fire. And then he snores. 
And then he says something about like his head is on fire. Mm-hmm. It was very good and funny and like it was very funny. I talk in my sleep sometimes. Not really. Not anymore. No, I mean you never really say anything of interest. Like I, I guess I have a few times. Yeah, you have a few times. Uh, I think you speak clearer than I do. You do super snore though. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. It keeps him. <laughs> aw- it keeps him awake. Like. He is not a good sleeper as it is, and I feel like it's completely my fault because I snore. I wonder if that's true. It it is true. To I've told you that well. a few times. I used to sleep pretty well. Anyway, being married to me is the pits. Armpits. What's wrong with my armpits? Not being married to you is the best thing in the whole world. Being married to you is the best thing in the whole world. So. Uh, Sean and Jack are fighting and they're really, really using each other's life experiences against each other, like in a big way. Like Jack is just like, I grew up in the middle. Um, you're right. Like I grew up in a middle class home. I didn't live in squalor and I don't have to live in it now. And he starts like picking stuff up off of Sean's floor and Sean's like, oh yeah, yeah, you do. You have to, you're in my room. You're going to live like me. And he picks up his trash can and like dumps it over Jack. And then they just like keep fighting. And I think Sean calls him like a hoity toity middle-class snob. Mm -hmm. Because Jack says, uh, if if your if your car was dirty, you take it to the car wash. And Sean goes, "No, I wouldn't, because I would wash it myself. Because I'm not a hoity-toity snob." And Jack is like, "How dare you? Really, Jack?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they start like fighting, fighting for real, like fighting near a window, oh and it looked God. like they were gonna go through it. Tanya was so scared. Um, so we go back to the apartment. Oh wait, we're in the apartment, we're but we go, apartment. To the we go to the living room. Living room. Eric is coming down the stairs with like suits over his arm. He's got a uh, like he's on the phone, and he's asking about injured dads on the phone. Yeah, at the hospital, and they're like it happens all the time. But anyway, Corey comes over to him, and he's like, I don't remember what he asked him, but Eric says, "I'm not going to be here. I just volunteered to join the witness protection program." And Corey's like, you have to witness a crime. And Eric goes, oh, I did. I, I, my... pu- I pushed my father and I witnessed myself doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so starting tomorrow, you're looking at Dr. Shapiro, cardiologist. And then we we go back to the room where Sean and Jack are fighting. And there's this whole thing where they're like, say uncle. And one of them is like, I don't even know my Sean uncle. Sean says, I don't even know my uncle. And Jack is like... He's Uncle Dave. He works at a styrofoam box store. And they almost have like a conversation about it while they're fighting. And then they like have a realization like Sean goes, we're, we were never really fighting about the room, were we? And Jack says, no, I, we were, we've had different lives. And I think that we need to try to talk that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the whole like say uncle, say uncle, say uncle, and then they're like uh, Uncle Dave from the box store. Mm-hmm. Because they talk about how like you know I've always wanted to fight with my brother, and uh, Jack is like, yeah, we could have been doing this for seventeen years. And we go to the driveway. Then we go to the driveway. Alan is in the driveway by himself, and Amy comes out. In dark. He's playing basketball in the dark. He's playing basketball in the dark. No wonder Feeney can't sleep. Yeah. I mean, this is a very disruptive family this week. It's true. They're wild. It's true. Um, But I think that's what made that 
that scene so funny to me. Like, they're so obnoxious and in Feeney's business, but because this time they didn't, he didn't know how to function. Like, he's he has to, to be there to fix the problem, or he can't function as a person. I 100% know exactly right. how that is. Like, so much... When when I, you know, when a friendship like kind of quiets down and I'm used to constantly being there for that person and like listening to their problems and giving advice and then you see it on social media that they're going through something, you're like, they didn't call me. I mean, obviously they didn't call me like we don't even talk anymore, but like they're going through this thing. They didn't they didn't call me. Mm -hmm. And should I call them? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I've got all of like. All of these things that I'm used to doing that I'm not doing right now. It really is. It's the 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 same side of the coin as as Sean listening to the tapes from the trailer park, which was an over the top joke that got gross in parts. But it's a real thing that happens. Like when you live in an area that's busy all the time, like Mm -hmm. there are people who grow up in New York City and they're like, I can't. I can't sleep in the country. Like, I can't sleep where it's quiet. I need that constant Mm -hmm. noise. So Mr. Feeney is kind of the same way where he's just like, I I can't function without you actually, like, freaking out and coming to me. Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to talk radio when I fell asleep, and now I have to listen to a podcast to fall asleep. Yeah, I like music. She doesn't. I'm okay with music, but a podcast is better because it's just like someone kind of, like, mumbling while I fall asleep is Mm -hmm. good. So So anyway... So we're just like Jack and Sean. Yeah, say brothers, uncle. Brothers who can't sleep in say, the same room. Say uncle. <laughs> um, so anyway. Oh, goodness. So we're in the driveway. Amy comes out, and she calls Alan out on his shit. He, she's just she, like... She like really good and subtly fucking owns him. Yeah. I mean, she basically is like, hey, how many kids do we have? No, she says... He says, I'm a good dad. And she goes, yes, you're an amazing father to our son and our daughter. And he goes, oh, we have two sons. And she goes, oh, do we? (laughs) (laughs) And she explains that, like, she that he has two sons that want a whole relationship with him. And he is not giving that whole relationship to each of them. He has combined what one person needs and kind of divided it between the two so like he's only doing a part of the relationship with one son and only doing the other part of the relationship with the other son when both of them need both of those things Mm -hmm. it was so good so we cut to the apartment again where eric is standing outside of the elevator and he's (laughs) he's got a fake mustache on and a briefcase and a guy comes by and like looks at him funny and he kind of just like nods at him and the elevator opens up and he gets in the elevator and basically they he gets kidnapped they by grab him. Alan and Corey. Yeah, they grab him the same way they grabbed Corey. So the next scene we 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 are sh- in a museum. Oh, and they call him Dr. Shapiro, yeah. which is just the light of my life. I loved it. So we end up in a museum um, with with the three of them. Mm-hmm. And they're all looking at the sculpture and Corey kind of says like what he thinks of the sculpture. When they're talking about how like this is where we go. This is what dad and I do sometimes because I came here once as a kid. And then it was kind of a thing that dad and I do. And, and we look at the sculptures and the art and we try to figure out what the artist was trying to convey. And we just talk about it. So what do you think this is? And they go and they and Eric walks up to like... 
it looks quizzically like a, stare at a statue that's like it's like a diamond with like a circle around it and there's like a big rectangle by it it's very abstract and they say that they say this is abstract there's no wrong answer and eric goes monkey and they're just like oh gosh we shouldn't have come here and then he goes mm, coconut two monkeys and a coconut they're fighting over one coconut and they're like, oh, my God, this is, what is he talking about? And he goes, no, this is like a father had one coconut, and he cut it in half and gave each of his sons one half of the coconut. But they want a whole coconut, and all he had to give was the one coconut split in half. And the half a coconut wasn't enough for either of them. And Alan is just like, oh, my God. And he walks over to Eric, and he's like, I'm just so sorry, Let's go look at more of this, the the artwork. Well, and and in this conversation, like, Eric's just like, well, what should we look at next? Should we look at, you know, Impressionist? Should we look at Mm. this? Should we look at that? And um, I really like this exhibit. Right. And Alan's just like, where did this come from? And Eric's like, I've studied it in school and I've always wanted to talk to you about it, but you didn't seem interested in hearing it from me. And Alan was just like, oh, well, let's go to the next thing. When Eric says, I've just always tried to be who I thought you wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Like, oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, and they walk away arm in arm and Corey walks around the art exhibit. And they're like, the plate says two monkeys and a coconut. <laughs> yeah, it was still funny. Um, so now we go to the post credit scene, right? Oh, yeah. we're in the driveway alan's taking down the hoop morgan comes out and she's like what are you doing dad he's like i'm taking down this basketball hoop because no good comes from this basketball hoop and they go sit on the wall beside the driveway and he's like morgan we have a good relationship right and she's like yeah of course he's like we talk we play games sometimes like everything's cool right and she's like yeah it's great and he's like oh i should have had all daughters Mm -hmm. and that's the end that's the end uh How'd you feel about this episode? All right. Well, I'm going to try to keep it quick, I think, because we've talked so much about the episode. But um, I love the episode. Um, I thought this was such a good episode. Uh, Alan being dramatic was f- was ridiculous at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey was being over the top at the beginning. But I understand where he was coming from. And Alan thought he was doing the right thing as a father because I, I think... There are times, there are definitely, so I watched this episode and thought to myself, whoops, I've fucked up as a dad. Like, don't nod when I say that, Tanya. Um, because, I mean, with Aubrey, the, we I have certain things. And with, with Finley, we talk video games. And with Caden, we occasionally talk music. But, like, there's not really, because kids are different. So it's it's confusing sometimes because you know that this kid is going to want to talk about this and this kid's going to want to talk about this. and But maybe sometimes they're just doing that because that's what you expect for them to talk to, about, you know? So it was interesting to watch. It did seem over the top, but it wasn't unrealistic at all. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that they forced Corey to jump out of an airplane. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's a TV show. But... Overall, it was really good. Jack was really frustrating talking down to Sean. Um, but again, it really felt like 
something that he probably didn't think, but it's in the back of his mind because Sean is always thinking about it. So in a way, he's kind of like, I don't know. We've all been in those moments where you're like, this isn't what I think, but in the heat of an argument, you say it, and then it's like, that's not how I meant that. But because it's a thing that's kind of always being danced around, you say it not thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that, I didn't explain that well. I think you did. But, um, so Jack was being an asshole, but it made complete sense to me. It seemed real. And that's been my issue with the show a lot lately is where it, it seems like a sitcom, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it is a sitcom, mm-hmm. but that's not how this show started. We've had a million conversations about the character progression and growth and how somebody seemed real and how mm-hmm. they would really act in the situation. And this episode was full of that. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the random pig out of nowhere and... and um, I mean, that's not unrealistic either. That's true. We have a random pig out of nowhere. Really? We, why don't we ever talk about it? <laughs> um, but I, I, overall, I really love the episode. So I, I'm, I was really impressed to see that it was a new writer. And um, it, was, it was directed by David Kendall instead of... Um, the, the, the aliens? Yeah, Alan Meyerson, who's been directing most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't think I was going to love the episode, um, and I did. Good. Tanya, how did you feel about this episode? I feel pretty much about the same as you did. Copycat. Well... We've had disagreements lately. Yeah, but this one I agree with you on. Hmm. Um... I think it was a really great episode, and and like you said, it did have a lot of realism in it. Um, I think it it is hard as a parent to watch and realize that, like, as an excuse, we can say, like, but we love our children all the same but differently. And I've said it on this podcast. Yeah. Um, There are things that I do with Caden that I don't do with Aubrey or that I don't do with Finley. And I, I do think that it is a problem sometimes yeah. like like I can see it being a problem and it's easier for me to see it when it's like someone else being that way it's a lot harder to see it for myself and I I will say like I put a lot of thought and energy and everything into what I do with my children how much time I spend with them like I make sure that I spend time with all of them on the weekend and and whatever but like I am still falling short in that. Like, what are they not getting from me that I might be giving to one of the other ones that they might be feeling like I'm like, they're not as important to me when they are also important to me. Right. Um, so now I'm thinking about that and worrying about it just a tad, but, um, and I need to figure out how to remedy that because I don't want any of them to feel less important than the other. Um, and then for the Jack and Sean stuff, um, I kind of saw a little bit differently than you. I, in the same vein though, um, Jack is coming from a privileged place and he doesn't necessarily understand what could hurt Sean and what he's saying. Like his view of being in a trailer park and all of that is a negative view that he's been taught to believe. And when you are 
taught that and you haven't grown up with these people and you don't have the empathy for these people and you haven't um, seen their life experiences, then the stigmas on it seem like they would be normal enough that you could say it and then it ends up hurting the other person and you don't realize it. And I think we've all, especially the way that you and I were raised, I think we've had to grow out of a lot of that very often and i i want to be clear too i don't think i said it jack has a right to be upset too like he's upset with sean because in this apartment it's gross right and it's essentially jack's apartment like he got this apartment and then like all of these people moved into it right so he has a right to be upset Mm -hmm. he just took it a little bit too far in, in ways that he shouldn't have right um but so did sean like yeah Like, he doesn't understand that his brother is doing what he can to try to to be a good brother and and get to know his brother and everything, and that Sean is continuously putting the stigma on him of being a hoity-toity rich bitch kid. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay either. I, I do think that the stigma that Sean has on him is more hurtful because Sean has to fight it off, like, his whole life. And... You know, having money isn't hurtful, but it is hard when you're trying to get to know someone and they still don't understand you past that stigma. Right. So I thought both plots were really, really good. I do think the fighting between Jack and Sean was a little long winded and we didn't need as much of it. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, like the episode was fantastic and I loved it. And I loved Corey's whole like Bible smiting stuff was so funny and i really i there's something about the whole feeny scene that just did something for me on another level that it no other scene has at this point like you don't see him that confused and like agitated very often right there are so many layers to that where then you start to think about the fact that he's been sitting in his house just like by his door all day like he probably saw them arguing out on the on the front he uh, stopped what he was doing because he knew he was going to get interrupted soon or my guess my imagine or the way i imagine it is he saw that happening and he was like oh my god what are they doing oh my god they're going to come to me and he like tried to go away and not be involved with mm-hmm. it and then like he's away like he's doing the dishes and then he's like they still haven't come over here isn't that great and then he's like well i guess i could sit down by the fire and read a book but if i get comfy they're gonna come over and interrupt me so i, I shouldn't start doing that so maybe i maybe i should get ready for bed no if i get ready for bed like the moment i go up to bed they're gonna come over i'm not gonna be able to go to sleep and then it starts to turn into like well why aren't they coming over mm-hmm. i i wish they would come what they always come over. Did I say something wrong? Is Did I not uh, help them last time? I've been so helpful. Don't they realize how helpful I've been? Like, he's going <laughs> through the five stages of grief. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, I don't know. It's perfect for me. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but I'm done. I'm done talking about this episode. Um, I feel like we've talked a lot about it. Yeah, I I've think so. I've said a lot of words. So I'm sorry if that was a lot to... It was such a fast-paced episode, it felt like. Oh, it really was. Like the fastest we've had in a long time. My hand hurt so bad from writing all this stuff. It's a rough life. You hoity-toity. What? 
I'm hoity-toity? Yeah. I don't think I'm the hoity-toity one. Anyway. It's our podcast anniversary. Is it? I didn't know. Two years. Oh. Why didn't you say anything about it earlier? Well, you did. And I said I was going to talk about it later. So. Thank you for explaining the joke. Uh, so, yeah. It's two years. Two years we have been doing this almost every week. We've only taken a few off. Um, and it's been really, really fun. Like, it's been so fun. We've met so many new people, and we get to talk about this show that we love, like, and that, you know, changed our growing up years. We get to do that every single week. Um, and for some reason, you guys have been listening to us for two whole years. And talking to us in the Facebook group and on Twitter. Yeah. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we love it. Yeah. Like, thank you so much, you guys. Like... It's it's a very surreal thing when you realize some of you guys have started listening to us, you know, in our second episode and you were like, oh, eh, this is a little rough, but I'm going to stick with it. And two years later, you're still listening. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And we've gotten to know so many of you and it's just it's it, it's it's been really fun to get to know people through Boy Meets World. Mm hmm. And I think it's been a really, it's been a really interesting journey to get to know people through this show that is a, is a, a, a sitcom, but there's so much depth to it that it brings out so many deep conversations and realizations and like the opinions on it are always so enlightening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know that every sitcom could have that level of depth to it. Right. And it's just like I don't feel like we would be getting to know people the same way if we were doing like a Saved by the Bell podcast. Right. So we're not gonna do that. Oh, I, I wouldn't do yeah. a Saved by the Bell podcast. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. But yeah, we you could. You could. We absolutely adore me. doing this for you guys and we love interacting with you guys and um yeah, it's it is a joy. So, cheers to two years. Cheers to two years. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't. You said everything. I don't need to say more. Uh, no, I really appreciate you guys. It's been really neat, and it's also like it's so weird to me to think like we just recorded an episode and and we just watched an episode of Boy Meets World. And throughout that episode, and then throughout this whole time where I'm talking, I'm like, oh, I wonder, like, Channing's going to have something to say about this, and mm-hmm. and Zella's going to have something to say about this. and Brad's and... going to be like, uh, actually, this is what was happening during this time. It's like everyone knows so much about it. Yeah. it's 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 been really great, and we appreciate all of you. Like, we just kind of, we enjoy sitting and staring at each other and talking for an hour. Yeah um yeah we're really lucky to get to do this together like we have this time set aside every week where we do we stare into each other's eyes and we don't punch each other so that's good well it's also like this whole thing like if we are annoyed with each other or whatever we have to do this episode (laughs) so it's like um yeah we got to figure this shit out we can't just be annoyed with each other right it's been good it's been really good 
but we're and now never... it's over. We're never podcasting again. Yeah, we hit two years. That was the goal. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll be back next week. Will oh, we? what if we're not? What if we have something that happens that makes it so that we can't do the episode that everyone's going to be like, oh, no, they said it was going to be their last episode they'll remember all that that you just said <laughs> and it won't be a problem anyway where can they find us tanya you can tweet us on twitter at bmg and bmw you can email us at bmg and bmw at gmail.com and you can go to our facebook group and by by uh typing in boy meets girl meets boy meets world in the search bar and then you just request to join and alden will approve you and then you can come and chat with us and it's really fun yeah Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Thank you guys for being with us for two years. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you guys for sitting through all of the words that we had to say. Oh, and um, also... Uh, and the more words that Tanya we, I just remembered that I wanted to talk about this really, really quick. Um, a couple weeks ago, we recorded a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. We were guests on Boy Meets World Fever um, with Chance and Cameron. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but the episode is out now. Um, you can find it the same way you would find our podcast. And we did a Frankie episode from season three. It was so much fun. Those guys really are such a delight. And um, you should check out that episode. Yeah, it's another, like, it's two guys who it's crazy that we didn't know. And now we know them and they're fantastic. Fantastic. And are like the intersection of our interests and even like groups that we're in and people that we follow on Twitter and like retweet all the time. Like they're just always there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I think we're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 12. Do good. Class dismissed.